the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Okay, welcome or welcome back. This is Gino Geraci. So glad you could join me on the program Crosswalk with Gino Geraci. It is, of course, the program where we typically take your calls and answer your questions about the things you care the most about. We talk about God and the historical Jesus. We talk about the Bible. We talk about worldviews and world religions. And, of course, I love talking about history with my friend William Federer and prophecy. And so often we also talk about current events. So, again, if you'd like to join me on the program, it's 303-873-1935. It just so happens that for today's American Minute, those are notable events of American significance. Remembered on the date that they occurred by William Federer, he writes for today's date, an interesting little entry. It's dated January 17th. And he writes, and I quote, Mel Gibson's movie, The Patriot, depicted the Battle of Coppins, January 17, 1781, where American General Daniel Morgan had a line of militia fire into British General Cornwallis and Colonel Tarleton's dragoons, regulars, highlanders, and loyalists. When the Americans retreated, the British pursued, only to be surprised by American Continentals waiting over the hill. In the confusion, the Americans killed 110 British and captured 830. Cornwallis regrouped and chased the Americans, arriving at the Catawba River just two hours after the Americans had crossed. But a storm made the river impassable. He nearly overtook them again as they were getting out of the Yadkin River, but rain flooded the river. This happened a third time at the Dan River. British commander Henry Clinton wrote, quote, Here the royal army was again stopped by a sudden rise of the waters, which had only just fallen almost miraculously to let the enemy over, unquote. In March of 1781, General Washington wrote to William Gordon, quote, We have abundant reasons to thank Providence for its many favorable interpositions on our behalf. It has at times been my only dependence for all other resources seem to have failed us, unquote. This is Washington's way of saying, it almost looks miraculous the way God providentially intervenes at just the right moment to allow America to exist. I think that's interesting. And, of course, um, we're going to talk about another movie, The uh, Sound of Freedom. I did have an opportunity to watch The Sound of Freedom, and so... I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that as well. But 
Before we get to the sound of freedom, I do want to let you know that you can make the decision right now to get lasting relief from that awful joint pain for 2024. Don't go another year compromising because of the pain in your knees or shoulders. You can call QC Kinetics right now. And QC Kinetics, of course, is the nation's leader in regenerative non-surgical pain relief. Your body has what it needs to restore and repair that damaged joint tissue, and QC Kinetics can make it happen with no drugs, no surgery, no downtime. The future of pain treatment has arrived, and QC has tens of thousands of satisfied patients all over America. People with back pain, hip pain, any pain associated with arthritis or injury, And, of course, it's not a Band-Aid. It's a revolutionary treatment that can get you moving again. You can get your life back again. And, listen, it's non-surgical. If this is the year that you decide to fight back against joint pain, take the first step. Call QC Kinetics. Get a free consultation on the calendar today. You can call 303-900-8986. That's 303-900-8986. Sound of Freedom has, I think, populated at producer Jim. Where did we say it was? It's at um, net. Not is it Netflix or was it the other one? Prime, Prime. So it's on um, um, Amazon Prime or Prime streaming. And um, so the global tally for this movie has reached two hundred and fifty million. Now, obviously, Jim Caviezel stars in this movie, and I did a little bit of research on the movie and found out um, from the the person who um, is the theme of of the movie. The, he's a he's a he was a real life Homeland Security agent. Uh, apparently, it's about seventy five percent real and about twenty five percent Hollywood. But of course, we're left to try and figure out which part, which is the seventy-five percent that's real, and twenty-five percent of uh, is Hollywood. But the sound of freedom was a very low-budget, faith-based drama about child trafficking. It was released last July, but it's topped over two hundred and fifty million dollars at the global box office. And so boxofficemojo.com released its latest list of of top lifetime grosses of movies by the MPAA rating on January 17th. And Sound of Freedom, which was made by the Angel Studios, currently ranks 151 at the all-time box office behind Dances with Wolves, which was released in 1990 by a little more than $30,000 in ticket sales. So according to the list, Sound of Freedom has so far made more at the worldwide box office in the last six months than major studio films like Batman Forever, which came out in 1995, The Fugitive, which came out in 1993, Ocean's Eleven, which came out in 2001, The Simpsons Movie, which came out in 2007, Lincoln, which came out in 2012, and even Jurassic Park numero Trace, which came out in 2001. So 
Jurassic Park 3. So CBN News reported that the Sound of Freedom opened on the 4th of July as a summer surprise to critics, and it's continued to stun Hollywood with major success. The film finished number one on opening weekend, number two in its second weekend, and finished number three on its third weekend. Earlier this month, the movie also finished in the top ten grossing movies of 2023 with, again, a total box office of over $184 million, edging out, guess who, producer Jim, Taylor Swift. Yeah, beat Taylor Swift. It also beat out Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Mission Impossible's Dead Reckoning. So the top three highest grossing films in 2023 were Barbie. Number two was the Super Mario Brothers. And number three was Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. So it's fairly, fairly impressive that, um, that it's done this good. Interesting. 303-873-1935. That's the number. If you want to join me on the program, 303-873-1935. I'll be back. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Gino Geraci. So glad you could join me on the program. It's hard for me to believe that we are... One day, one hundred and three of the war with Hamas and uh, and the Israeli government. It's interesting because again, part of the preoccupation is shifting from Gaza to the north to Hezbollah, and the Israeli defense uh, forces conducted. A, extensive attacks against Hezbollah in the last 24 hours in one of the villages of southern Lebanon, um, targeting their military infrastructure with airstrikes and artillery. So it looks like um, this war is continuing and it's advancing. This is consistent with the conversation that I've had with uh, Skip Heitzig um, in his recent visit to the Middle East and of course, this uh, latest incursion, if you will, was to neutralize threats from key Hezbollah base, a base west of a place called Kiryat Shimona, in in a place called Manera in the Upper Galilee. And so, um, our thoughts and prayers are there. I, hopefully, I'll have some more information in the not too distant future. But if you want to join me on the program. It's 303-873-1935. And by the way, thank you for all the calls that have come in today from Michael and Eric. And um, so, again, thank you. Thank you for calling 303-873-1935. And I did get a question about the biblical significance of Gaza in the Bible. And happy to uh, talk about that. We have an article that we posted at Got Questions, Your Questions, Biblical Answers 
on that very question. And hopefully we've got um, several new articles that are posted at Got Questions, Your Questions, Biblical Answers, um, that cover subjects like what does it mean to be the servants of God? And um, the song, Mary, Did You Know? How Much Did Mary Really Know? Which is an interesting article in and of itself, and I might come back to that. Um, and what are the kosher dietary laws? And so there's a, a number of different great articles that we have posted. So, But to the question of the significance of Gaza in the Bible, well... Gaza was also called Azah, and it's first mentioned in the book of Genesis as one of the border cities of Canaan in Genesis chapter 10, verses 15 through 19, where it talks about how Canaan fathered Sidon, his firstborn, and Heth and the Jebusites. The Jebusites, by the way, would become the people of, of Jerusalem. The Amorites, the Girgashites, the Hivites, the Archites, the Sinites, the Arvadites. These are people from Arvada. No, I'm just kidding. But it is in the Bible. The Arvadites, the Zimmerites, the Hamatites. After that, the clans of the Canaanites dispersed, it says. And the territory of the Canaanites extended from Sidon, which is in modern Lebanon, in the direction of Gerar, as far as Gaza. So it's talking about that whole Mediterranean peninsula that you and I would call, the, or that people would call the Levant, but it covers the territories of modern uh, Syria, Lebanon, and Israel, and then down to Gaza and um, and Egypt. So it and it says and in the direction of Sodom, Gomorrah, Adma, and Zeboim. So the city was on the border of Israel and Egypt. It was on the southwest part of Israel near the Mediterranean Sea. So Gaza is one of the oldest cities in history. And the name Gaza means strong, which is fitting considering the the city's strongholds and the fortifications for protection. And I want to pause in the article and just remind you that the Israelis knew that there was a terrorist tunnel system underneath Gaza for years and years, for decades they've known about these tunnels, but only now are they beginning to understand that even they, the Israeli intelligence, underestimated the proliferation? I, I'm going to use the term, the extent, the extent of the Gaza tunnels. So Gaza was a city initially associated with the Philistines. So originally the Remember, it's called Azah, and the Avites lived in Gaza, but a group called the Kaftarites displaced them. Now, some people believe that the Kaftarites came from Crete. And so, according to Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 23, they settled in that city, and then the Philistines were most likely identical or related to what's called 
the Kaftarites, who come from Crete, and the ancient Philistines had traveled to Canaan from a coastal region, according to Jeremiah chapter 47, verse 4, where it says, because of the day that is coming to destroy all the Philistines, to cut off from Tyre and Sidon every helper that remains, for the Lord is destroying the Philistines, the remnant of the coastline of Kaftor, or Crete. So, it is possible that in antiquity, the original inhabitants came from Crete. In the time of Joshua, now think, Joshua is going to be hundreds of years before David and Solomon, which is a thousand years before Jesus. But in the time of Joshua, the Israelites conquered the land from Kadesh Barnea to Gaza and from the whole region of Goshen to Gibeon, that according to Joshua chapter 10, verse 41. And so the tribe of Judah inherited Gaza, and they were able to keep the city for a short time before it fell back into Philistine hands in the book of Judges, chapter 1, verse 18. By the time of Samson's judgeship, the Philistines were living and controlling Gaza, according to Judges, chapter 16, verse 1. And when Samson visited Gaza, the people planned to kill him. But he escaped, and he carried off the city gates, according to Judges chapter 16, verses 1 through 3. After Delilah tricked Samson into divulging the secret of his strength, the Philistines captured him and took him to a prison in Gaza, according to Judges chapter 16, verse verse 21. It says, and the Philistines seized him and gouged out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza and bound him with bronze shackles, and he ground at the mill in the prison. So isn't this interesting? Because fast forward to 2023 in October 7, the people of Gaza enter the Israeli territory, kidnap individuals, bring them back to Gaza, and torture them. So later, Samson regains his strength from the Lord. He pushes down the pillars of Dagon's temple, and he destroys the edifice, and he kills a lot of Philistines in the process, according to Judges chapter 16, verses 23 through 30, winding up killing more Philistines in death than he did in life. So as you can imagine, the drama that's taken place in Gaza extends not just over hundreds of years, but over thousands of years. I'll have a little bit more when we come back. If you want to join me, 303-873-1935. I'll be right back. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Gino Geraci. It's 100 and day 103 of the Israeli war with Gaza, and I thought I would give a, a little biblical overview of Gaza. 
And, of course, we have an article at gotquestions.org, your questions, biblical answers. And um, it's there for your perusal. We talked a little bit about um, Gaza in the beginning in Genesis, in Gaza in the book of Deuteronomy, in the Gaza in the book of, of Joshua and Judges. And, of course, the Philistines continued to control Gaza during the time of Samuel. In 1 Samuel chapter 6, verse 17, we read, These are the golden tumors that the Philistines returned as a guilt offering to the Lord, one for Ashdod, one for Gaza, one for Ashkelon, one for Gath, and one for Ekron. So remember that area that was controlled by the Philistines. <laughs> they had captured the Ark of the Covenant, and they were afflicted with what looks like radiation poisoning. And so King Hezekiah won a great victory over the Philistines, it says in Second Kings 18.18, 18, as far as Gaza and its territory, but it didn't conquer Gaza itself. Again, according to 2 Kings uh, 18, verse 8, it says he struck down the Philistines as far as Gaza and its territory from watchtower to fortified city. So there's almost like this, dare I use the term, supernatural conflict when it comes to this particular area. And Gaza was a city often associated with judgment in Jeremiah, in Amos, in Zephaniah, and Zechariah. All prophesied judgment on Gaza because of the sin of the Philistines. And Amos chapter 1, verses 6 and 7 records God's judgment on Gaza. It says, quote, For three transgressions of Gaza, and for four, I will not revoke the punishment, because they carried into exile a whole people to deliver them up to Edom. Now that means they were kidnapping them in order to, sh to sell them to, to the people who are in modern Jordan or the, the geographical area that we would call part of Jordan anyway. So Edom was a part of what constitutes modern Jordan. And then the Lord says, So I will send a fire upon the wall of Gaza, and it shall devour her strongholds. And so likewise, Jeremiah, Zephaniah, Zechariah, all prophesied Gaza's destruction. King Sargon of Assyria conquered Gaza and probably destroyed it in 720 B.C. And later, Alexander the Great destroyed the city again in 332 B.C. after a lengthy battle. And during the Maccabean period, Jonathan subjugated Gaza to Israel. 
So also, Gaza was a city associated with the spread of the gospel. So the New Testament mentions Gaza one time, where an, where an angel tells Philip, the evangelist, to go south to the road, the desert road, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. That's in Acts chapter 8, verse 26. And it's interesting. It says, I'll repeat it, Acts chapter 8, verse 26. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Rise and go toward the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert place. Interesting. It was on the road to Gaza that Philip shares the gospel with the Ethiopian eunuch and subsequently baptizes him in Acts chapter 8, verses 26 through 39. And so a city that was once filled with hostility toward the Lord served as a marking point for the Ethiopian to hear and trust in the grace of God. So the Bible associates Gaza mainly with the Philistines. God had given the city to Judah, but the Israelites had failed to obey God in driving out the former occupants of Canaan in Numbers chapter 33, verses 51 through 53. And because of that disobedience, the Philistines and the city of Gaza remained a thorn in Israel's side for centuries. You know, in Judges chapter 2, verse 3, it says, So now I say, I will not drive them out before you, but they shall become horns, excuse me, they shall become thorns in your sides, and their gods shall be a snare to you. Now, what's interesting is, fast forward in Gaza, remains a thorn in the side of modern Israel. Isn't that interesting? 303-873-1935. That's the number if you want to join me on the program. 303-1935. We have a special article posted at gotquestions.org too from the song the popular Christmas song, uh, Mark Lowry and Buddy Green called Mary, Did You Know? And, of course, Babylon B has uh, done a satirical remake of the song um, about the current administration, which I think is hilarious. But, again, if you'd like to join me on the program, it's 303-873-1935. Nineteen thirty-five. I might get to the Mary Did You Know article here in just a moment. But I know we've only got, how much time do we have, Producer Jim? Two minutes. Well, I can guess I can get into the start of it. The question, of course, we haven't got questions is, Mary, did you know? How much did Mary 
No. And of course, we, it's, we're talking about the Christmas song. And the song gives an indirect account of Jesus' works during his life. The song takes the unique perspective of asking Mary if she knew Jesus would do all the things he did. And so in the article it says, Imagine a young virgin giving birth to a baby, laying him in a manger. As she watched him, could she have imagined all the wonderful things her son, the son of God, would do on the earth? So from the gospel accounts, we know that Mary was someone of high, was not someone of high social standing or renown. Mary lived in Nazareth of Galilee. And as Nathaniel commented, can anything good come out of Nazareth in John chapter 1, verse 46? However, the angel Gabriel says to Mary, greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. God demonstrated his favor. But what exactly did Gabriel say to Mary? Well, I'll tell you when we come back. 303-873-1935. Great little article. We have at GodQuestions.org. I'll be right back. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining me this Sunday. I plan to be in Longmont at Grace Bible Church. So um, I'm still teaching through the book of Colossians. Just to let you know, and uh, if you want to know more, you can just go online and type in Grace Bible Church. Earlier, I was talking about the song, Mary, Did You Know? And we've got a, an article posted at gotquestions.org. Mary, did you know? How much did Mary know? It, it's um, based on the popular Christmas song written in 1984 by Mark Lowry and Buddy Green, which, again, um, the song takes the unique perspective of asking Mary if she knew uh, Jesus would do all the things that Jesus did. And um, so in the article, it talks about the angel Gabriel showing up, speaking to Mary, greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. And this demonstrates that God favored her, not because of her high estate, but because he regards the humble person who relies on him. And it's worth considering exactly what Gabriel said to Mary. In Luke chapter 1, verses 30 through 33, it says, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb... And bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. So now let's take a look at the stands of the song. It says, Mary, did you know that your baby boy will someday walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy will save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? This child that you've delivered will soon deliver you. So 
the song causes listeners to wonder, well, was Mary aware of all that Jesus would do? And looking at the biblical account, a fair amount of information is given to Mary. Number one, Mary knew that Jesus would be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. Most High is a reference to Yahweh, Jehovah, Y-H-W-H, the unpronounceable Tetragrammaton, the one true God of the people of Israel. Mary would have grown up in a culture where parents instructed their children in the things of the Lord, even from an early age. You'll remember in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 7, that um, the children of Israel were told, you shall teach them, speaking of the law, you shall, in the instructions, the law and the instructions, you shall teach them diligently to your children, and you shall talk of them when you sit in the house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. So Mary knew that Jesus would be great. Mary knew that the Lord God would give to Jesus the throne of his father David. So Jesus was to be the fulfillment fulfillment of all the prophecies that spoke of the one who would come from the lineage of David and the king and be the king and messiah of the people of Israel. Now this goes all the way back to the beginning of our program when I was talking about a very famous author who said that the Bible is just fiction. It's a collection of fiction. But nothing could be further from the truth. It's a collection of history and prophecy and the unfolding plan of God. And so when you look at the Gospel of Matthew, in chapter 12, verse 23, it says, And the people were amazed and said, Can this be the son of David? In Matthew twenty-two forty-one through 46, it says, Now while the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them a question, saying, what do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? They said to him, the son of David. He said to them, how is it then that David in the spirit calls him Lord, saying, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If then David calls him Lord, how is he his son? And no one was able to answer him a word. Nor from that day did anyone dare ask him any more questions. What Jesus is basically asking the Jewish people is, how can the Messiah be David's son and David's Lord? Unless, of course, he's God. So Mary knew that Jesus would reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there would be no end. So Mary knew that Jesus would be given a kingdom, and that that kingdom would last forever and ever, which would be a fulfillment of the prophecy of Daniel chapter 7, verses 13 and 14, where Daniel says, I saw in the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven, there came one like a son of man, and he came to the ancient of days and was presented before him, and to him was given dominion and glory 
and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. So Jesus is a king, and he has a kingdom. And as you can see, Mary didn't quite, Mary knew quite a bit. She was likely not aware of the specifics of the miracles that Jesus would perform during his time on the earth, like walking on the water, like healing blind people. But she knew that her son would be a very special child. She knew that her son would change the world forever. And so in in some sense, we're like Mary. We've heard of what Jesus has done, who he is now, and what he'll eventually do in bringing about the fulfillment of God's kingdom on earth. Yet at the same time, we haven't fully comprehended all that God will do for us through the second coming, through the second coming of Jesus. The rapture is described in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 through 18. And then the consummation of God's kingdom is literally described in Revelation chapter 21, verses 1 through 4. Our finite minds, this side of eternity, are incapable of comprehending the eternity and the infinite glory of the one true God. 1 Corinthians 2.9, but as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. So we emulate Mary's humble obedience to the Lord. Mary says in Luke chapter 1, verse 38, (laughs) Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the Bible says, and the angel departed from her. You know, it's interesting. The Bible says that she hid these things in her heart. If you get a chance, go to gotquestions.org, type in, hey, Mary, how much did Mary really know? This is Gino Geraci. Thanks for joining me. God willing, the Lord willing. I'll be back to take your calls and answer your questions in the not-too-distant future. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.